0: Good afternoon, with Dennis Fithian on Detroit Sports, ready to get things underway with podcast number forty-seven. Eric Adelson, multimedia journalist, sports writer. It'd take me, uh, you know, probably about ten minutes to read his uh, credentials. So uh, get some of them out there, and then just say hi to him because he is on the podcast. Eric, how are you?
1: Dennis, how are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic, uh, as well as, you know, uh, under the circumstances. (laughs) I like saying I'm fantastic, but overall, uh, you know, I don't know about uh, being like that. But I did see the news. Are you down in Florida? I know that's where you you live. Yes, I am in Florida. Well, like Michigan, I saw the breaking news today. And, you know, we're taping this on a, a Tuesday morning that uh, sports-wise, high school sports, they're going to give it the go to try in in fall. Is that a surprise to you, or did you think this was going to happen all along? No, it's not a surprise to me. I mean, sports it, is so much a part of the
1: lifeblood here in um, in Florida. I mean, MLS is here, NBA is here now, uh, and SEC hasn't, hasn't made any decision to delay. Um NFL is is a go, at least for now. So uh you sort of have the sense, at least I have the sense that high school's to follow. Uh, it'll be interesting though, Dennis, to see which counties go along with it. Football practice here in Florida is supposed to start next Monday. It's less than we can away. Yeah. Uh so now my county in Orlando has has put it off already. They announced immediately they're not gonna go along with that, they're gonna delay. Um, But uh, other parts of the uh, state, I'm sure, will go ahead. There's some really rural parts of the state that I, I think are a little a less less danger. But then there's Miami. It's still, I think it's still phase one. Um, it's such a diverse state in every way that I think that the reasoning was why should you, if you're if you're a uh, high school area in a, a part of the state that it, it is hardly touched by COVID um why could you wait when the kids want to come back and everyone's ready to come back um but certainly in the city it's another discussion
0: yeah so uh i was thinking that you know the the governor was making the call there so this goes down to the, the county and and those are the people that are then ultimately making decisions in the school district is is that the, the kind of line of power there how that goes yeah, I, I think that the decision by the high
1: school athletic association here is just sort of pun to punt the, to the local, um, to, to the local authorities and the local decision makers. And and last night, after a long meeting, they said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna allow football to start on the on the twenty seventh, which is Monday." Um, and then I think it was literally fifteen minutes later that my county said, "No, no, we're gonna wait." Um, you know, but it's interesting, Dennis, because I think a lot of things. One of the issues, the parts of it that people aren't talking about is the referees. The referees are statewide, can't do the games without the referees. You can certainly practice without the referees, but you can't do the games without the referees. The referees are often traveling from county to county uh, to do the games. I mean, sometimes several games in a day or weekend. In fact, I wrote uh, last year about how they had to – They had to stagger the schedule and have uh, certain games on Thursday or Friday just so they have referees. So how is that going to work? I think practice is sort of a trial run a little bit. You know, it's not full school. Full school doesn't start here until the 10th, and in my county it's been put off a little bit later than that. So I think practice is hopefully a, a healthy, safe test run. But once you get into deciding about the game, I think it gets harder.
0: Yeah, you know, just talking about football and we know just how much uh, America, heck how much you and I love football. You now we're we're looking and we're going to see what baseball is all about. and We're going to check out the restart for the NBA that's coming up next week, the NHL shortly thereafter. And we know we've seen like NASCAR and golf and you know soccer and people are keeping an eye on all of those, but none of them quite have the uh, you know, the proximity the collision i mean it just uh, it's very tricky when we talk about football whether it's the NFL college or high school and and with the NFL i always thought it was going to be the you know the the money part just like it was with MLB but then you get to college and high school and i think these training camps they can get going where they can kind of keep themselves in college, they can keep themselves in a bubble. It's like, look, you know, hey, we're we're staying at this particular hotel or in, in these particular dorms, and, you know, we're circling the wagons or whatever else you want to say there to, you know, make sure that we, we get ready to go towards the season. But then when all of the students, if they end up coming around, that's where the trouble starts. And in high school, I don't know how these coaches can tell all of their kids, like, look, you, when you go home, you know, you've got to keep uh, a social distance. Uh, you, you You can't – be around, uh, you know, your 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 other friends outside of football. I don't even know how that discussion goes. And I'm not trying to be a, a pessimist. Uh, I'm just trying to be a a, a realist. There, I, I don't even know how those conversations are going to go in high school. Yeah, no, that's not being pessimistic. That's being realistic. You've already had some. You've
1: already had an East Lansing. You had this major outbreak, one of the main biggest outbreaks in the whole in the whole country uh, at, a, at a bar near campus, and then. Um, uh, you know in in celine uh just uh just a, just a few uh, uh weeks ago you had a graduating party and then then all of a sudden there was an outbreak all over the all over the, the area um at least i heard it was a graduation party but i know there was an outbreak in celine and it yes. like retail stores and yeah so it's like these are kids young people who don't want to stay away from each other and they think some of them think they are invincible and some of them are just sort of uninformed um and some of them are just making mistakes and uh and and i i I can't imagine that doing anything but multiplying when school starts up again even if it's virtual um and uh and yeah I, i mean it's a little bothersome because people say oh let's be optimistic you know let's let's not be a doom and gloomer it's like well listen You know, I'm not being a doom and gloomer or being a pessimist. I'm trying to protect my kids, you know, and in some cases, I'm protecting my parents. So um, I really wish that people wouldn't create concern and caution to be negative, uh, because I think that a lot of us are very positive and love football, love school, love normalcy, uh, but love safety much more.
0: Yeah, it's just really hard. It's it's not just the appearance. I mean, it's a it seems like a bottom line like when you mention a virtual school if they're like, "Well, we're not going to be able to send the kids to school, but we're also then on the other hand going to let them play football." That just, that just doesn't make any sense. You know, when it comes down to it, I, you know, in the, in the NFL yesterday, you know, they had all the they they were going over the economics and they were going over the safety protocols and they came back and the players said they wanted to be tested every day Uh, i get that and you know they've got that money in college i don't know exactly what the different protocols gonna probably be probably be different from conference to conference maybe team to team uh, certainly conference to conference but when you get to high school uh, you know and you come down to the testing there you know the governor may have uh you know her specific um uh, ideas and, and, and safety precautions and protocols, like whether it's groups of 10, 20, 30, or 50. But when you're talking about the players, they're going to be different, a high school player. you got to say, look, uh, I, I don't know how that testing is going to go. I don't know how much it, it, it costs where they could even try to do that in high school, and then you're telling these kids, okay, well, you know, you've got, to, you've got to just stay away from groups because if, if not, you're going to bring that back. And, and it would seem like the whole team would then, uh, you know, that would be a, a situation where the whole team could get infected. It just it seems like a, a huge challenge. All challenges at all levels of football, but, you know, high school seems like the biggest one. And the biggest one there is the testing. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing is that even in a quick
1: turnaround time, it's going to take a couple of days to find out and by then it's almost too late. I mean that, that that's the thing, is that if you test if you test before practice and then, you know, you get a positive two days after you've had two practices, it's over. You know, you said those those kids go back home, uh, and they spread it. So you have to go in with rigorous testing and uniformly negative testing, you know, a week before practice starts, which is in Florida that's right now. I mean that's the thing, is that and again, the practice is allowed to start here in Florida Monday. So you better test your kids right now and hope you get a result in the next several days. Well, I can guarantee that's very hard to do. I mean, as someone who I have been tested, uh, I had to be tested to go back on the campus where I teach. Um, and it's not easy. It's not something that's like the MLB or the uh, NBA where they have this quick turnaround time. So I'm honestly not sure how you how you create the bubble that you need in the time you have left before.
0: What was that test like for you? That was a nose swab? Uh, what else? Yeah, what the, the,
1: the, 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 it, was, uh, it wasn't it was as bad as I feared. You know, you hear the horror stories of <laughs> yeah. just, you know, um, it's not pleasant but um it's not you know it's sort of, sort of you know it's to worse it's just i don't want to say it's like 5 seconds of hell it's not but it's like it's 5 seconds of discomfort
0: you know i i'm going to ask you some questions on our you know so tied i i guess to uh to covid but i guess they all are a little bit you know tom brady i know that you know he made a lot of headlines and you down there in florida i would think everybody would be all in and just everything about the box. i mean i am uh you know up here in in michigan and and as an nfl fan uh of, of course i just want to see you know tom brady it's exciting you know what he'll be able to do it seems like he's the uh, if he's not the top story he's one of the top two or three if they are, are able to get this uh NFL season underway. But he's the one I just thought, you know, I know he's forty three, but he takes and I know all athletes do as well, but man, if there's a guy that is uh, is monitoring every little thing that he's drinking, that he's eating, that how he's stretching and everything, and then he is out there saying, uh, "All right, we're going to practice, we're going to do this," even as you know the Florida cases were rising, and you now he's focusing on football and everything else. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of the one where I know once they they get it going everybody's going to take a look at you know who ends up you know going on the injured list or the covid list or whatever else but just the way Tom Brady takes care of himself you know that will be one where if he gets sidelined I'll be like uh yeah and I don't think the virus is you know uh, they're not looking at Tom Brady as the greatest ever you know it doesn't discriminate yeah no I mean I, I think
1: that the NFL needs to be ready for ready for that uh, I mean, they have the advantage of having, and this is something that I don't, maybe maybe they have this in their back pocket, but you know, the quarantine is 14 days. The the NFL has an advantage of its seven in-between games. I would just stagger the season. I would just do a AFC Ooh. week one, week three, week five, week seven, and then an the AFC do week two, week four. Now, I, I realize you have to do cross-pollination there. You can't just have, you know, the Lions are playing. Colts, that's AFC versus Tennessee. But you'd think that there'd be a way to at least break up the season so that you have 14 days in case there's an outbreak and you can quarantine. Um, uh, so I I think that they're, they have to be ready to at least stagger the game so they can have a full season um, or at least part of the season um, and take advantage of the break in between. Because if you have, a, you know, like you said, if it's a Tom Brady, or a Phil Rivers or an Aaron Rodgers who, who test positive, um, you know that changes the that changes the course of the season, and I and I and I think that they have to do they have to have precautions for that. It's not like it's not like high school football, where basically you know, you know unless you're in a smaller town and you're playing like a seven on seven, you can't actually play. Um, you could have other guys out there. Uh, When you have such uh, a league driven by, let's be honest, fantasy football, is driven by superstars, and you have uh, three or four stars that are out every week, uh, the product suffers greatly.
0: Yeah, I found uh, Peter King. I was listening to him yesterday. He was in Minnesota and did a tour of the facility and just what they were doing uh, prior to training camp. And he talked about, uh, you know, he had to go in and and get tested and uh, and his temperature, and then they they gave him a, a FOB key or or something that he is putting in his pocket that, you know, he was saying that everybody in the Vikings organization was going to have on him. And I, I guess that's the, the contact tracing, which I don't uh, know a whole lot about, but I guess that would be where if uh, you're a player and you you come down and you get a positive test, well, then they will be able to find out uh, who else it was in proximity of you and and uh, and i guess that would be a helpful tool if they do that for the entire season that that sounds pretty wild like if you get into a, you know game week and on a tuesday you get a positive test that it ends up being the you know the right tackle i got to imagine you know that that, that contact uh, tracing is is going to you know at least put half of the team you know under the under the gun there about uh, you know whether or not or you know that they're going to have to really I guess scrutinize those tests more. I don't know. Yeah, no that that's the thing is that you have to. It, it's a little bit like the high school, except
1: even more. So you just have to go into the week uh, with all negative tests. Um, and and you know, let, let's say let's say this is week one. We're in week one right now. Um, you got to know by Tuesday that everybody's negative, and you have to just do the. Have, if you don't test them, um, and then there's a positive on the Monday after the game, then I mean, who knows? I mean, they're all, they're in hotels, they're all over the place. It's a mess.
0: Yeah, we've been looking at this for for weeks and, and months about talking about when everything gets going here, and you know, this is the week. I mean, baseball coming your way on uh, Thursday, Tigers getting underway on Friday, the college football players can start working with. With coaches and countable hours on Friday, It looks like training camp for NFL players. It will start uh, a week from today, where they report the NBA restart, the NHL right after that. So we've talked about all this, and it's it's the uh, it's you know we we hear about the positive test, but now when we see it when these leagues get going, you know if I take a just a long view look at it, Eric, uh, and again this is a. I like, you know, scrutinizing the players and the coaches, and this guy's not getting it done and everything else. But, man, if they could just get a baseball season in with 60 games in a playoff so they can somehow play eight games in, in college football, I don't even know if they can get a any kind of a college football playoffs. So it would be nice, you know, some semblance of a season there. And the same thing with the NFL, if they could just start and finish something. I don't know if it's going to be a 16-gamer. I would guess not, but, you know, maybe. And if they had something with, you know, playoffs just – uh, just hoping that you, you, we can get it and maybe get through it with some semblance of, of some kind of season and just for sports wise closure there on a season where it's not left hanging. Those are those are very small things. Way different, obviously, than uh, than what we're usually you know thinking about coming up with seasons.
1: Yeah, I, I think that NBA. I mean, MLS is, is is off to a really good start, and I know it's not a huge sport, but it, so far so good. I mean, you've had three matches. Um, you you had to my knowledge no positive test. Um, it's working, and if NBA follows through and that works too, I think a lot of people will be so grateful and and optimistic and excited. Um, now football is a whole different thing, but I think baseball they can, you know, they, they can protect it to, to some extent.
0: Oh, looks like I lost Eric for a second there. Maybe it was on my end. Let's just take a look at what my phone and uh, the, the system is saying here. And, uh, yeah, I, I knocked you off there good. first. I
1: mean, the, MLS, the MLS is a really, a really good omen, I think, so far.
0: Yeah, you know, let me get uh, a couple quick hitters for you here. I saw that the the Jets and Giants are talking about if they can get this thing going, no fans at all in their stadium. And then uh, I know the Dolphins and Stephen Ross had talked about a, a bunch of different simulations or projections or attempts to, you know, to try to get whatever it is, twenty five percent of the fans in a you know sixty five thousand seat stadium. Uh, who knows? But here's the one thing: if you're if you're the NFL and you're trying to keep everything as even as possible can you allow the jets who play in the afc against the dolphins you can you expect the the dolphins to come up there and and play in front of zero fans and then uh, have the jets travel down to miami and have maybe i don't know 20,000 fans in there that doesn't seem very fair i think you know and i know we're different with it's dealing with different states but it would be just like you know in the big 10 if if somehow the the the, the governor here in michigan says you know no fans and if it comes down to that where she's the one that's making the call and there's going to be no fans at all at Michigan, but yet they're not in Ohio state. And they're saying, yeah, well, 25,000 fans could be here. Now they don't have a home and home like they do in the pros. But then again, you're, you're missing out on the advantage of the fans. I, I think you have to have some kind of uniformity there when it comes down to how many fans uh, each team are going to be allowed to, to bring in, whether it's college or pro. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think they, 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 just they should not have fans. I mean, I, I understand that they want to, um, Know, they want to make the money right i mean they want to make the money um i think that maybe you could have a situation where you know the luxury boxes are available uh and then the people that are going in the luxury boxes could sort of go in through their own private portal uh and then they can be tested on the way in and on the way out um and that way you get some of that money back but i just i personally just don't think i think you have to be uniform and just get the game Get the the games in. Because, again, if there's an outbreak in the stadium, control the controllable as much as you can. And I I understand the fans want to be there. Everyone wants the fans to be there. But I just think that you have to try to make it as quarantined as possible.
0: Well, let me get this final question in. It's my, my favorite one. It's the one I'm going to be asking the uh, the Greater Ann Arbor area today, and it comes down to to Jim Harbaugh. And I'm going to ask uh, just how close to all in are Michigan football fans with with Jim Harbaugh. I'll ask you what your sense is. You spent your formative years up here in Michigan. You're still connected, you know, here to the to the great state. Everything else, knowing what's going on. Uh, what's your sense? On, on Michigan fans in just how close to all-in they still are with Jim Harbaugh heading into what would be a sixth season?
1: Well, you know, Michigan fans... But honestly, Dennis, I'm pretty I'm pretty optimistic. If you look at the, the, the players that he's turning out into the pros, that entire offensive line is going to go, is going to be drafted. Uh, their wide receiver is going to be drafted. Uh, they've got good defenders that are, that are drafted, have been drafted, and will be drafted. That's really the truest test of whether you have the talent to beat Ohio State. He just hasn't developed a quarterback. So if he develops a quarterback, which is oddly the thing he's most fit to do, uh, <laughs> I think that I think that he's right there. I don't think that you fire him or turn, turn away from him because there's that one position on the field that he's un been a- unable to produce. I think that the trend has been up, the talent is up, the performance and execution is up, but the, the quarterback position is flattened down. And I think that if he if he figures that out, Michigan is gonna beat Ohio State. Michigan's gonna beat Penn State. Michigan's gonna beat um, Michigan State. Because that's really the main difference is that Ohio State keeps he- turning out these quarterbacks, and so does Penn State to some extent, um, and, and even Wisconsin. Uh, and Michigan has been a, unable to do that uh, over the course of the first part of Harbaugh's tenure. Uh, and, and and now that you have a, a deeper roster at running back, you have a deeper roster at wide at, at receiver, you, you have a, a little bit of a better pass rush, you have definitely better offensive linemen, you can turn that into momentum if you have a quarterback. So I think I think you're – I'm more optimistic than maybe most Michigan fans But he's got to produce on that one count.
0: Yeah, and my straight shooting uh, approach to this is that, like, you either got to be all in or, or not with him. So I think that's the answer, you know, when it comes down to uh, – I'm giving you uh, the, the people just uh, two choices there. But for me, and you mentioned it, I mean, he – if there's a guy that is supposed to and has a track record of QBs, it's him. If there's somebody that, that knows about the rivalry and would be obsessed with it and, and knows what it's all about, it's the guy that made the guarantee in 86 and you know lived his whole life at Ann Arbor, that would be him. And then there's not somebody that's sitting out there that you're just like, oh, yeah, well, if we just go out and would hire this particular coach, I don't care if that's a cop-out or not. I, I don't see him. I don't see that coach. So those are the three things where I'd say, uh, you know, if it was my call, I would still be all in with uh, w- with Jim Harbaugh because of those factors. Even though, of course, you you know you, you hate being zero and five against Ohio State and some of those bowl performances.
1: Yeah, I, I think Gattis was actually a good a good hire. Uh, I think that the offense was just stagnant, and I and and, and I think that you know, I don't think anybody around the program. Could But I think that if Shea Patterson had been a little better, um, the whole season would have been a little better. Uh, I liked what I saw in terms of the team, the strategy. It was a little bit less predictable. They took a little bit more advantage of some of the speed on the team. But the thing is that when you have a quarterback that's just not able to make that big play, there's not much you can do with the team. And I think that if they develop, you know, a Joe Milton or a Dylan McCaffrey that fits that offense, able to really take full advantage of the options. Um, I think, I think, I think Michigan can make a big playoff.
0: Playoff. <laughs> I like, I like it. Hey, Eric, uh, tell everybody about the, the diaper network that, uh, that you work in, in you, you, you try to put some visibility on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. One in three American families struggle to put
1: diapers on their kids. Um, This is a problem before COVID. Now it's much worse. The the urgency is much greater. There's a lot more people who are unemployed. There's a lot more people who can't put their kids into daycare. Um, Diapers are more important than ever. And in Michigan and beyond, it's not a urban issue. It's not just a rural issue. Uh, It's all races, all diversities, uh, all people and uh, all families. So if you have a moment Small donation makes a big difference. Eleven dollars can get a family through a week uh, of, of, of diapers, um, and so don't think, well, you know, I I, I don't have fifty dollars to give. You don't need fifty dollars. You give three. You give five. You give seven, and it really makes a difference to a family that's on the cusp of poverty. So if you can, please give.
0: Good job at Eric underscore Adelson A D E L S O N or at Diaper Network to check that out. Good job there. Thanks for all of your time. It's always great to talk with you, man. You're a uh, you're a beacon out there for me all through the years, and I uh, appreciate your time. Toddie, you Dennis? keep it up. All right, take care. Thanks, Dennis. there he is, uh, Eric Adelson, and. I'll apologize to Eric if he listens to this in, entire interview here, the two or three times that uh, it, it it went out like uh, I thought maybe we were disconnected. I had to look, and it was uh, an operator error on my part. I had some kind of Bluetooth thing connected, and uh, I'm surprised it just didn't knock him off altogether. And then somehow I was able to figure it out. And so those three dicey situations, uh, that was all on me. I accept that responsibility. I hope you didn't. Uh, I hope it. You know, I I know I missed a couple key sentences sentences in there from uh, from Eric, but I always appreciate his time. All right, thanks for listening. Coming up uh, this week, you know, we'll be getting closer and closer to baseball. We'll be talking about some baseball. I've been hunting down some football guests too. Football, baseball, NBA restart, NHL. That's what you expect. That's what we're gonna do. Thanks for listening. Take care. Dennis Fithian. Good afternoon. Dennis Fithian on Detroit Sports. See ya.